Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello NRL fans, welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome to the round, what are we now, round two or three of the, round two of the finals review. I've got Johnny with me, mate. Johnny, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. More importantly, how how are you after that loss? Look, you know, I was planning to come on if Parra got smashed and be like, I didn't think we would win. Um, you know, if we played a good 40 minutes and then got blown out in the second half. But yeah, that was a, what a, what a game, probably the game of the season. Uh, mm. And yeah, no, I couldn't be proud of the boys. I thought it was a pretty, pretty solid effort. Yeah, it's, it's a tough way to go out, but uh, I think your boys over the past you know, few weeks have done you guys proud. Yeah, you know what? Let, let's change it up a little bit. Let's start with that game because I think the second game is going to be... Uh, <laughs> Get it off your chest. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit less to talk about in the first game. I think this second game, we like we said, when we look back at games, they're going to define the season. And, you know, this was a classic, obviously, going over the result, Panthers 8 defeating Parramatta 6. In 2021, with all the 6 again, then all the... Mm. Talk about the speed to see an absolute defensive battle like this one on on the on goal line defense was at a premium here i guess you're the unbiased one from the two of us here how did you see the game going did you think that Parramatta was on a score in that last bit what did you think about the defensive efforts yeah 100 percent. you know I, I thought Parramatta they, they were in a good shot you know to, to close in the last you know five to ten minutes obviously you know there's stoppages and we can get to the rest <laughs> uh in a bit but look i think overall Penrith did create more chances, and uh, I think the better team won. But that said, you know, Power was, was right in that for the whole 80. Yeah, the, the, the one try that Power did score come off that beautiful Mitch Moses kick. Uh, Dylan was doing a piece of it, and obviously one of Blake going over. But, you know, just it, it was a game of millimetres. Uh, you had to be inch perfect. Um, very easy to blame Ray Stone as a Power fan. Um, but... <laughs> You know, if that was Joey Lussie, if that was Reed Marnie, that service was just a little bit. You look at all the times yeah. we spread the ball and shifted the ball wide, we nearly created the overlap, but just that first pass just wasn't never crisp enough. So, look, you know, you're absolutely right. Panthers attacked overall better. I thought Parramatta had the better defensive effort. Um, you know, P- Penrith was doing that beautiful thing of rushing out the line and making a team only make 25, 30 metres. Um, but Mitch Moses had those kicks in his, in his arsenal. I thought... You know, the back five for Parramatta, Gutho, Hayes Dunster stood up and, you know, I'm a real big fan of him Pensini. now. what a fight. Yeah, Pensini, uh, I'm devastated he didn't get to play the whole season, but obviously for next year, we know he's there. Wonga Blake probably had one of his better Parramatta games. I thought, you know, my my turnaround of Wonga Blake in the last six weeks has been really big. And then obviously, Fergo, potentially his last match for the Eels, um, put a really good account for himself. So there wasn't a, there wasn't a player, obviously, you can say Rainstone had a bad game, but there wasn't a play I was disappointed in because they all just like kind of mm. really dug in deep. And to me, this is more of uh, the downfall of the Panthers. Obviously, losing to the Rabbits in round one really should have blown us off the park. And to me, we'll talk about it in a second, but I think they're in real trouble here when they go up against the rampaging Melbourne team. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people have... Look, maybe I've got, you know, I've got the same shades as Garskold, but look, I think... I don't know if it's, it's a factor of, of their attack or maybe it's just credit to their, um, I guess, their opponents in the past two weeks of the finals. Like, you know, the defensive effort of Paramount Eels and even the South Sydney Rambos, you know, we didn't think that um, South Sydney ha- had it in them. But, look, they shut the Panthers out. And I'm not sure whether 
look, it is probably a bit of, you know, the attack just not being as crisp clicking. But um, look, I, I don't think, you know, you know uh, there should be any alarm bells here. Yeah, I, I kind of look at it to say if, if Melbourne was playing Parramatta or Melbourne was playing Panthers last night with the form that both teams were in, I think Melbourne wins by 30. Um, you know, as, as good as that um, defense was from both sides, I think both sides' attacks were pretty poor, you know. I, I, you know, the classic, you know, when Cleary does a kick and all the commentators having a jerk off and, you know, you look at Fox Sports, the ratings, Cleary got an eight. And I think anyone who watched that game, Nathan Cleary wasn't the, one of the best. Like, he wasn't the best halfback on the field. Mitch Moses was the better halfback last night. Like, that's, that's not up for debate. Cleary had his moments, but to me, Jerome Luai was outplayed. Dylan Edwards was outplayed. I thought the forward pack, you, know, you look at Leota, Fisher-Harris and Pengai, all that played to me. It was, you know, again, I didn't think Parramatta would be anywhere close to it, but at the end of the day, um, this was the winner, got the right to verse Melbourne. And, yeah, I think Melbourne with a week off, add a car back next week, um, they're a real chance to put a, put a score on that Manly team. Yeah, Penrith team. Oh, Penrith team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I think looking into next week, uh, I'm hoping what we get is a very similar sort of, I guess, you know, low scoring, defense heavy, um, yeah, game sort of what, what we saw on Saturday night because, um, you know, I think we all really enjoyed it, really. It was pretty much, I don't know how you felt as a power fan, but I think even the rest of us were just all sort of holding our breath because, you know, the next try we got a feeling that it was going to the game because you know points are worth the premium that match yeah we'll talk let's talk about a couple of quick instances here so obviously the, the first big contentious point was the the penalty before half time the will smith high tackle that clipped him not not there was no neck contact it was all all chest and shoulder so obviously um as i was saying to a couple of guys today um you know if that was the 68th minute i don't think you blow that penalty i think it was very easy to blow that penalty at 39th minute mark uh and that was obviously the defining time but then we go into the second half. Um, the, the, the first one, obviously, I'll, I'll point to is the Mitch Kenny uh, laying down when Parramatta got the penalty and the trainer positioned Mitch Kenny to be within the defensive line for the player to be stopped. And then obviously using that free and change to kick out back on. Uh, you can also look at the the Jerome Luai taking out Cleary, uh, to taking out Mitch Moses when Moses, Fergo yeah. made the break down the sideline. All, all little moments that... Um, you know, uh, it's very easy to blame the refs and say, like, you know, they missed <laughs> a lot of stuff. But, yeah, th- this game here, you know, and I think Brad Arthur summed it up pretty well. All the things that I think Cleary talked about in the, in the pre-match uh, to the video to the video refs in the bunkers, you know, kind of held firm. Um, there was a lot of, like, you know, the, the Wayne Bennett really opened up the, the Pandora's box about, you know, blocking Nathan Cleary, because I think you've seen the last two weeks since Wayne's called it out, Cleary's been a lot under fire for his kicks. He hasn't been having those extra couple of seconds to, you know, get that kick up that he loves to get. He got one last night. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the more of these that these coaches start calling out and calling a spade a spade, it's, it's actually better for the comp because you see, you know, you know, it doesn't seem like a big tactic at all to, like, have that extra lead blocker to protect your playmaker and get the kick up in an extra couple of seconds. But... You've seen the last two weeks that the Panthers' attack, has, especially with Cleary's kicking game, has not been on. And there was a couple of key moments last night where Luai put a kick in on third tackle, didn't make it to the end goal. 
Cleary did a kick on fourth tackle, didn't make it to the end goal. And I was listening to the nine coverage and you had Gus and all that going, you know, they weren't really like putting it on the Panthers for making those errors. But it's the first time in two years since we've seen this iteration of this Panthers team that those errors are there. Cleary never got those kicks wrong. Jerome Luai never got those kicks wrong. And there was three in a row, um, you know. And again, credit to Parramatta, but if this was the Panthers team from, you know, the first 10 rounds, I don't think this is close. Yeah, yeah, fair call. Um, I guess on the flip side, what do you think of Blake Ferguson's uh, crusher? Look, I'm not a fan of players laying down. Like, you know, we've got two of the better ones in Siva and Fergo, but every team does it. So, you know, if there's any bit of contact on the head, you, you, all the co- all the players are coached now to, to stay down. So, you know. It'll be it an interesting off-season. So I guess um, hopefully the NRL sort of cracks down on it. They sort of, look, I don't know how, you know, I know it's a fine line between actual injury versus someone you know, doing a Fergo last night. But uh, look, I think the fans don't like it. I think, you know, it, instead of, um, you know, we're, we're turning it into a bit of like soccer here. You know, you can't really just you know, put your hand on your back and then wait for a response and then all of a sudden arc up when, you know, the opponent player calls you calls you out for it. Yeah, I think there's a very easy way to, to stop it. I think you take away the free interchanges, you make it back mm-hmm. to 10 interchanges, and you say, if you get train, trainer attention, you're off. That's a, you have to be interchanged. Well, that, that, is, that is the rule now, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, 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 not, it's not enforced. Like, you know, they, they yeah. might take off for two minutes. Like, to me, the free interchange rule, and you saw that how that, mm. that was how the Panthers actually used all their interchanges last night when Kenny had to come off and they brought Kicker back on using the free interchange. Yeah. So I think we just get, get rid of the HIA interchange. Um, if you come off for a head knock, you just have to use a, you have to use that interchange. Put it to ten, put it to twelve, whatever it is. But I think there's ways to because the other one I want to see is a uh, tweak to the six again rule. There was a couple of times last night where mm-hmm. Panthers gave him away on zero tackle to reset yeah. the defensive line. I think there's got to be some, the would have killed for a penalty. Exactly right, and I think Sterling made the great call on the you know a team doesn't want to give a, have a six again then. They want to get the penalties and kick it 30 metres upfield because the team's done the indiscretion. So, like you said, I think this off-season, there's been a, a lot of teams that are, have found ways around the rules and to really help their team get the result. Um, yeah. So, yeah, very interesting to see what Volandis does because, again, this is a great game, you know, 8-6, a defensive battle. Um when teams want to, you know, stand up for each other, this can happen even with the six again rules, even with the, you know, the the, the fast restarts. It's just uh, obviously got two teams that are up for it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for my team. Obviously, um, they're, they're now done. And we've got, like we said, next week, Panthers, Storm. We thought it'd be the grand final. We do get in the prelim. Uh, very quickly, Nom, who, who do you see? Do you have the Storm in that one? Do you think it's going to be a close game, low scoring game, high scoring game? What do you see going there? I'm hoping that it's, you know, like a another low-scoring game like this because, you know, I as much as, you know, we, we like seeing all the attack this season, I don't think we're going to get it next week just because, you know, they're the they're top two teams. Like you said, we thought this was going to be the grand final. They're both known for their attack, but equally the, the defence. So I'm looking forward to a, a very low-scoring one. And look, my head says a storm, but my heart, you know, wants Panthers to get revenge on them. Yeah, I'm going to go Melbourne. At this stage, you know, if I had to put a line on it, I th- I do think they can tell them up. If, if Panthers are battered and attacking the way they have been, I think this could be a Melbourne 16. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be these teams play with each other well, so it'll be an interesting game. But we'll move on to the first game this round, and um, it was the goodbye Rooster show after a great season. All the all the props we've given them all year, uh, one step too many. It was the Manly Seagulls winning on this one, forty-two to six. Uh, really did turn them out in the end. And um, let's start here, Tom. Manly. Uh, a lot of people, you know, a lot for, for all the times I call out the the Cleary jerking off in the media, uh, I think it's actually gone to another level now with Turbo. Um, do you actually see them as a genuine threat? Can can they beat the Rabbits and then go into the grand final and beat a Melbourne or a Panthers, or do you just see this as Next week, we're going to see, you know, against a good team, can Turbo do it? Yeah, look, uh, poor Turbo. He, he's, his dick's probably rubbed raw from you know, <laughs> all the commentators, all the fans. Uh, look, I, I can see Manly making it. You know, this, again, this was an entertaining game for a different reason. And I think we might get the same next week. You know, Pet, you got the um, the South versus the Eagles. You know, that's going to be points galore. Cody Walker versus um, Tommy Turbo. Um, look, the South, you know, without Latrell, you know, they, they, they stood up to the Panthers last week, but if we were to, you know, see which, which team had the most firepower, I reckon it might be Eagles just on the count of without Latrell. And I can easily see them make it to the grand final, whether they can topple, you know, either, um, you know, Penrith or the Storm, that's another question. Yeah. To me, this is such a fascinating, fascinating game because one reason, both players, the best player on each side here has not had a big club game under their belt. Uh, Cody Walker has always been, uh, you know, can he win the big one for the Rabbits? And we haven't seen him in a prelim final against a good, like every time we've seen him against a good team, he's been shut down. So let's just say Turbo and, and Cody Walker kind of rub each other out here and, you know, it's an even battle. You then go to the next player on each, tie, each side and it's the halfbacks. It's Terry Evans versus Adam Reynolds. And, you know, Cher- Cherry Evans has won a comp. Adam Reynolds has obviously won a comp. It's going to be a really, really good game of footy. And I think, like you said, definitely whatever the points are here, I don't think it's going to be a defensive battle. I think both teams will go into the game wanting to outscore the other team. Um, and, you know, this mainly being this Roosters side, so outgunned in the end. And, you know, I think it's just going to be a totally different battle. And I would have preferred even to have mainly getting a little bit of a more of a war with the Roosters. Maybe even mm. that first, if they had like a first 40, 50 minute war and then blew them out in the last 30, I feel a bit more yeah. comfortable about Manly. But right now, from what I've seen with Manly the last couple of weeks, every time the, the going gets tough, they just haven't been able to step up. And I think the Rabbits, especially with a week off, um, they're going to be able to walk into this. Pre- and, you know, we have to talk about the history of the Rabbits in the prelims. Since the grand final, they've gone to three prelims and lost every single one. So this is a real chance to get the monkey off the back here. And, I do give the Rabbits a fair shot against any of the others, like on the Panthers or the Storm. I don't see Manly winning. I could actually see the Rabbits winning a comp. So it's all to play for for the Rabbits and for Manly. I don't know if you're here with house money right now. Like no one expected you to be here at the start of the year. But now that you're here and you've got Turbo, I saw an interesting stat that it's the first Turbo's 27 tries is the most by fullback in NRL history for a season. And, you know, the fact that he's just setting up records like that, even though he missed the first five, five, or, five yeah. or six games, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting battle. Can Turbo do it against a good team? And can the, this rabbit side get over the hump? It's basically that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, it should be a cracker. And, you know, you got two um, enigmatic 
coaches as well. You got the mind games going, going in the media. I have no doubt. Um, yeah, we're in for a good one. Let's quickly ju- touch on the Roosters here before we do sign them off for the year. Obviously, going to have a huge, huge off season. You just look at the the lists of the outs for them. Obviously, Boyd Cordner and Jake Friend retiring, Bmos retiring, Jmos retiring. That's four very influential players from your starting thirteen. That won't be the next year. That also does mean room in the salary cap. That's some big money players that they've let go now due to retirement. Obviously, Connor Watson is the first name to come down. Um, you know, I've been joking around. The Brandon Smith of the Roosters hasn't been talked about yet. And does that come into play? Um, you know, I look at a guy like Christian Welch um, came out today and said his future hasn't been sorted out yet. Could Christian Welch come into this side into the forward pack? You know, if Hargreaves has one more season left, it's going to be a very, very fat. Out of all the teams, the Roosters normally every offseason is pretty standard what you're going to get. But this one here, I'm, I'm prepared for anything. I'm prepared for them just going to that player market and say, who's not being utilized right now? Let me steal you from that club and you're going to come <laughs> into our side next year with a fit uh, Luke Keery and just tear this comp to shreds. Yeah, look, all, we all make jokes about the Roosters' sombrero and um, <laughs> they always pull some tricks out of their hat. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to, you know, who they can sign to. You know, like you said, they do have quite a lot of cash to spend. And players... The thing about you know systems like Roosters and Storms, players are are willing to you know, take a take high or take less than what they would at a you know Tigers to actually go to this winning system as well. So um, yeah, wait and see. And who do you have in that game, Nom? Do you have the uh, the Manly or do you have the Rabbits here? Who who do you think will go on to face uh, either the Panthers or Storm in the grand final? This oh, look, this is a tough one. Um, look, after the Rabbits' performance, I reckon they'd go in as favourites, and that's what my head says. But again, I love to see you know a Turbo take this this team to the grand final. So like you know Ben Barber, Jared Hayne, take them to the grand final, and then watch them get pumped by either you know <laughs> Storm or Panthers. Yeah, I think I'm going to go the Rabbits just because I do want to see a Rabbit Storm grand final. I think that's the best matchup left. Um, mm. And selfishly, as a Parramatta fan, that Hano 9 run, obviously, take away the, the off-field indiscretions, just on-field that season, you know, it's the last missing piece. If Turbo can take this side to a grand final, yeah. I think there's now you're talking about, um, we're talking that in that 9 Hain realm. So selfishly, so, I'll, tip, I'll tip the rabbits here, just because I do want to see <laughs> Cody Walker as well. I do want to see, you know, after what Latrell did to kind of cost his team, potentially a grand final. If they can walk in and get to a grand final without Latrell, yeah. hopefully that might get his head switched on a little bit more for next season. We'll go and say, look, I'm not invincible. I'm not irreplaceable in this team. You know, they've been able to, you know, Blake Taffy's able to walk into my side, into this side and do a job that I can do. So there's a couple of different motivations for the Rabbits here. I do want to see them get over the hump. Yeah, fair enough. So you, you, that's, that's your, that's your matchup then you're calling it storm versus Rabbits. Storm Rabbits for me. What about you? Who who have you, who have you got as your grand final? I'd love to see a Panthers Eagles <laughs> grand final. <laughs> uh, I, I don't yeah. know. Who, who, I think that would probably be the most hated grand final. Who would anyone go for in that in that grand final? Everyone hates Manly. Everyone hates the Panthers. The last couple of years, I wouldn't say everyone hates the Panthers. <laughs> and look, I think the Eagles. You know, in the past, people have hated. The Eagles, but I don't think anyone can hate the Troy Mitch brothers. I mean, they're the two nicest guys in Rugby League. 
And for what the Panthers have done in the past two season, I think they're um, deserved it as well. Obviously, their premiership window is wide open, though, because, um, look, they've still got a great um, young team. It's actually... Close, let's close out on that point, the, the premiership window. Let's quickly go through the four sides here because this is this is interesting, right? Let's go through Manly first. Would we say their window is wide open or do you think this is probably going to be the best chance? Because, again, there, there was a, it was a really weird year this year. You had the Roosters and the Raiders, two top teams kind of had a had a fall off here. You have some teams like the Sharks potentially getting better next year. Parramatta will be back next year. Do, do we think Manly, with the way this team's constituted, do you see them having a, you know, a three-year window here? Yeah, why not? I mean, as long as, you know, they got DCE, they got TurboFit. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see why not, really. Okay, what about the Rabbits? Obviously, losing Adam Reynolds next year. Yeah. But the rest of that team yeah. kind of signed it. Do you think this, because to me, out of the four, this is, to me, the, the smallest window. I think they've got a winner this year. I think so. Because, think so. you know, I'm a, I'm a Milford fan, but this is yep. literally the best you're going to have a chance here. Yeah, they've got the super coach. Um, they've got Adam Reynolds. Um, you know, ideally they would have had Lachelle Mitchell as well, but um, look, I think this is yeah very skinny because you know you got Damon Cook who's you know doesn't have young legs anymore. So mm. um, yeah, this is a very skinny window for the Rabbits. It's this is their season really if, if they're looking to make a run. I think there's too much unknown with a new coach. Um, yeah, Milf. Yeah. Well, look, oh, let's go to the Panthers next. I actually do think they do have their, their window isn't as big as everyone thinks. Because you're gonna have the the right now, you know, they're all mates. They came through the, the ranks together, you know, stay together on less money for to you know get premierships. They're about to let go of two golden chances here, and there's already been reports that Kikau looks like he's gonna be the first one to move off, and you know, Dragons and Cowboys are rumored there. You know, to me, it's gonna be very interesting what they do at fullback. Dylan Edwards hasn't lit the world on fire. Crichton's there. Charlie Charlie Staines is there. You know. Is Luai happy being the second fiddle this whole time? They're losing Burton this year. Uh, to me, it's just like it's. I'm not ready to pencil them in for the next, you know, five to eight years to say they're going to be here. You got clear, you have a chance, but the team dynamic. If they don't get over the hump this year, and then have a okay season next year. I can mm. definitely see within two years this team being drastically different. Yeah, and you got you know the. Um... The Ivan Cleary sort of monkey on his back, the fact that he's going to be the next Brian Smith. <laughs> and then you've obviously got Melbourne. And yeah. again, you know, it's so hard to write off a Melbourne team. Their windows always seems like it's going to be open. But, you know, some small reports this last week that Munster hasn't got his future sewn up. He might want to go back to Queensland at some stage. Christian Welch came out today, said that his future isn't signed. They've lost Fanukan, lost Adokar, you know, we, we say that Melbourne system and able to bring in guys to do a job like a Remus Smith, a George Jennings. But to me, I don't know, like, you know, Bellamy will be there for a couple more, uh, Belliac will be there for a couple more years. At some stages has to be the best team in the comp. And that's not going to mean they're going to fall off a cliff, but to me again, they're doing the best job of, if the chance is there to win a title, try and win that thing because you just don't know year on year what's going to happen in the NRL because, you know, if Pappenhausen's concussion was a little bit worse, maybe we don't see Pappenhausen anymore. And then all of a sudden now they've got the whole fullback. So I think that the, the, the moral story here is no team here can just rest on their laurels. I'm going to have the next five years here. I think every team has got a bit of urgency here for one reason or another to get the job done this year, which does make the prelims extra exciting next week. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know we say this every year about, you know, when is it going to end for the Storm? Because I think as long as Craig Bellamy is there and um, look, I think the, the Storm's always going to be uh, a fighting chance because, you know, we've been saying it since, you know, the big three departed, since, you know, Cooper Cronk departed, um, Cameron Smith departed, they always seem to just turn up. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. What a luxury. Well, you, me, the, the Knights and the Parafans have to Battlers. B- b- battle it out, you know. But, Nom, thanks for coming on, mate. It's going to be a very, very interesting prelim final weekend and then obviously heading into the grand final. So we'll be talking to you soon, mate. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's a bit sad. There's only three games left. Think three about that. Let that sink Yeah, always a pleasure, mate. No worries. And thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.